Welcome to the Sound of Peace. This is Benjamin, and I am back with part two of my interview with Tadashi. On this episode, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming as I interview Tadashi and we continue our conversation around the ways God is shaping our imaginations. So without further ado, this is the Sound of Peace. So I love starting these conversations at the beginning with yeah. the first impression, because uh, it's always fun for me to find out what people think. But so go back with me to 2016. Uh-huh. So we asked you to be the keynote for our fundraiser, yeah. pretty much sight unseen. Like you sight had not unseen. been to the school. No. You were like, I'm down. And so you came to take a tour with me. So you jumped in the whip. Yeah, yeah. See what yeah. I did there? Come on, I see what you did. And we and so we ride through the neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah, what were your first impressions riding around, seeing the school? Yeah, give it, give it to me. Bro, so first of all, I'm, I'm coming in here assuming, based on what I've had conversations with Crane, people at Reach about, like, I'm coming in assuming that there is this really, 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 really hood place, and there's a beacon of light with, with this guy named Benjamin. So I go in, and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, man. It's not that bad. This thing was... It made me think I was walking into something crazy. <laughs> and then what 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 they didn't do justice to, because, again, people, I guess, speak from their own experience. Um, I experienced such a light from watching you and the teachers mm-hmm. that it, it enticed me to see what that meant, what that meant for the students. Yeah. Because the model of what happens here, you explained it as we walked around the school. Um, we, we want to educate the whole child. So I'm looking at how if a kid's sleepy, then you're, you're gracious toward them in their, their need of rest. If they're hungry, you're gracious and you feed them. If they're not paying attention, you're gracious, but you're correcting. And it's like, this is really a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Is this really necessary? And then we did the tour. And I understood then what Lecrae was talking about. Like to see the condition of the neighborhood, to, 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 with my own experience and eyes, take note of like what's really hood around here. Like it's, yeah. okay, it's hood. Cause yeah. like it, <laughs> I'm looking at the cop lights on, on the poles. I'm looking at cameras. I'm looking at cars, uh, cop cars patrolling constantly while we're out on the tour. And I'm also taking note of all the abandoned buildings, all the empty houses. And I'm also looking at the houses or the apartment complexes that are filled, but are like stacked to the brim mm-hmm. with people. And I'm blown away at that, that this school exists within this. Yeah. You just wouldn't find that. And it pricked my heart, bro. One to see people and more specifically my people in such, and in such a horrible position, mm-hmm. like, and, and almost it's, it's almost as if they were kept there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then you explain the different, historical parts of the neighborhood, the the areas that have been impacted by drugs, the things that are going on with certain students and families. And then we end up back at the school again. And I go from this place that just looked like, oh, this is so nice how they're loving these little children. Mm -hmm. What a light. And we come back around and now the school is like a shining star. And I'm like, oh my God, this is way bigger than what I ever thought it could be. And so my initial response in my heart was, I need to be here. I want to do something here. What should I do? What do I need to do? So, bro, I I was blown away by just that experience alone, man. Yeah, that's good.
You can just tell when somebody so knows what to do or yeah. when they're just painting the outside of right. it and then they're just going to let that house yeah, fall man. in on itself in 10 yeah. years. So, yeah, talk about how art specifically shapes our imagination. That's so good. That's such a good question, man. Um, I'm going to show my age a little. Uh, and I don't know if people listening will know this movie. Uh, I don't recommend watching it un <laughs> unless you're an adult or your parents are with you. But um, it's a movie called Love Jones. Um, and in the movie, my man says a poem, you know, one of the, one of the main characters is a poet and, um, he gets done, he comes down and he's having a conversation with his friends and they're talking about relationships and how they fall apart, how people are leaving relationships. Uh, life is ending, so to speak together. And one of the characters, the main character says, um, it's not that the love is gone. It's that you've exhausted the possibilities. You've, you've determined there are no more possibilities here. And so when I think about the idea of art and imagine, I think about the fact that when you can imagine something, possibilities are limitless, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Endless possibilities. But when your imagination is, is suppressed or it's been robbed of you, you lose the ability to dream and see what could be out of the rubble, out of the clay, out of the mess that you yeah. currently exist in. And so for me, as an artist, I, I love thinking about um, sculptors. They're, they're looking at this stone or this marble or this, uh, this, this sort of metal, and they're envisioning what is inside of it, and their job is to pull it out. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that they know how to necessarily do the work of, a, of an artist, it's that what's in them visually, what, what's in them artistically is laid upon this blob of, of some sort of um, metal or, or wood and there are stone and they're, they're coming to it, laying that on top and removing everything until what they envisioned is now visible for everybody else. And so as an artist, I want to be able to do that for people, to be able to pull back the layers of all the things that are in the way so you can clearly see what I see present in this moment. Yeah. And so for Peace Prep, you as a visionary, you as one who can imagine, you saw within all of this chaos and you know pain and oppression and darkness, you saw what could be mm -hmm. and the, the 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 medium or the vehicle for it is the school but you would have been doing that regardless because yeah. that's your heart that's your passion and so when i came here and saw what was going on i i could relate as an artist because i knew the people here had exhausted the possibilities yeah and so believers were coming in saying no there's more there's yeah. so much more here and so bro i i hope people can allow others to imagine for them when mm -hmm. they feel exhausted and there's nothing there. Cause I do believe it'll inspire them to see what they, what's already in them as well. You know, one of the purposes of this podcast is to talk about how we see and hear and sense God in the world, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think artists in particular are a 
beautiful pairing with those that have a more prophetic or mm-hmm. a pastoral understanding because I think about like Jeremiah, right? And God is really showing him. It's yeah. like, and then I saw yeah, Isaiah bro. as well. And then yeah. I saw, yeah. right? And so I think the artist's voice is the voice of God in yeah. our times yeah. to show us what is not right. And mm-hmm. then there's that conversation that happens between us and God. And when we partner ourselves together in that mm-hmm. way, we can really sense what, not just what we see, but what should we do with that? And so I think that's one of the reasons I'm really grateful for your voice in this journey. You, um, and what I want people to hear uh, on this podcast always is to like find those people in your life, right? Or what mm-hmm. are the art mediums that mm-hmm. spark that in you? Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's what this is about. And I yeah. think that's one of the reasons you do what you do. If, if um, I can add one more thing, yeah, you... You for you are that for me in this space. Yeah. Like I could come here and only see rundown buildings or kids out past a certain time and just kind of judge and move on. And at the end of the day, there's someone saying, no, there's beauty here. You need to see it. So whether you imagine for me or you remove it to, to show me something that's true about this this place and I, I see it and now realize it with you we need those kind of people in our world and in our lives. Yeah, that's so good. And I think the other side of the beauty is um, the pain, right? And so I think about you in particular, and I think about these really powerful transformative moments in your art. And like, I've, I've known who you were for a really long time, Mm -hmm. but the first time I heard your music was below paradise. And so I was introduced to you at, (laughs) you know, the, what people talk about, you know, your darkest album, the darkest moment in your life. I'm I'm sure. Um, Talk about like, what were you hearing from God that you felt like you needed to say to people in that time? Um, Cause I think that's, important. That's good. That's good. That that's a great segue, bro. Cause with Below Paradise, my heart was to pull back the the pieces of life that were untrue or blinding us from the full truth. And so Below Paradise is really the title is self-explanatory for those that see it. It's like, man, we do not live in paradise. Mm-hmm. Earth can be a fun place. This is a cool place in a lot of regard when you look at creation in and of itself or you look at how different people are wired. Um, but when you look at the world all the way around for what it really is, you have to take note of the pain, the suffering, the loss that occurs. And so even now as we talk, there are spikes of COVID in India. Yep. There are farmer strikes still going on in the same t- at the same time in this in this country but then you move around the world and now there's people in europe and in london protesting because of um, covid and because of jobs that that are not being given or buildings and businesses that aren't open and there are people on the brink of actual fighting one another like causing bodily harm to another person and if we don't take note of those things i feel like 2020 was was the great you know the great common denominator for us all because we all got a sense of the fact that, okay, this world is not peaches and cream. Nope. It is not a bed of roses like we thought it was. Whether you're high or low in your moments in that day or week, we all took note of the fact that for an extended period of time, there has been death, there has been pain, there has been suffering. What are we going to do about that? And so Below Paradise was a way for me to first make that truth known yeah. and then present an, an option of, of how to deal with it. The first being 
to be honest about it, that it's real and that it, that pain exists. Yep. And then secondly, to take it to the only place that you can, because when you get to the end of your rope and you have nowhere else to go, it's really in that moment where you realize your, your strength within and then who's, who is stronger. Mm. And it's like, all right, God, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't have the strength to hold on. And now he comes and holds me. Yeah. And it's not that he took away the rope and the work, but he just came and held me. And yeah. I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm being sustained right now. And I feel like 2020, going into 2021 was that. A lot of people felt they were being sustained, even though they didn't know how to handle what was really happening in the world. So, man, I feel like that was just a great segue, man. I I hope people who struggle to imagine can take note of the fact that sometimes it's because of what we go through. Yeah. And you have to recognize that doesn't remove or absolve you from the responsibility of being able to imagine. It just hinders it. But you yep. can still plug in and find a way to do it either through the Lord or through other people in your life, man. Yeah, I think there's that dynamic, right? Yeah. That dynamic to our relationship with God when it's like, oh, I've been told about this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've you yeah. know, sung some songs about him and said some <laughs> prayers. But then when the rubber meets the road and we, ha- we, we meet God face-to-face, when we hear from God face-to-face, uh, then we start to produce something different in the yeah. world, right? We yeah. become a different kind of people. And so I would love to hear, like, for you, what's the process like when you are hearing something from God and then then you're putting it in to the art that you're creating mm-hmm. to say something to somebody else? Yeah. And in this case, like, in thinking about Below Paradise, in some ways, like, it was before its time, right? Yeah, like, totally. for a lot of people, because totally. until they get to that point of pain, it's not as relevant to them. It's so, not, yeah. so, yeah, just what is your process like in hearing from the Lord and then transitioning that into then what you produce for the world? Yeah, that's well said, bro. I, I agree. So many people were like, man, I didn't know how much I needed this album until I needed it. Yeah. That's so good. Um, my process, honestly, is to critically consider the things that have been difficult for me and to lean into those in a way that I would if the person was sitting in front of me. Mm. That's kind of really the method for me. Um, I th- and I think of different people sincerely. Like one, I think of the cousins I grew up with who was on the block all the time. Yeah. I think of my uh, my elders in my family who I wanted to always respect but also kind of impress. Um, and then I think of the people who I don't know who feel like I felt in certain moments, alone or unwanted, Hmm. discarded, confused about who you are, um, playing the performance game where you're trying to please people in order to be accepted or you're trying to um, in some way validate your, your gifting for someone else to receive. And I just wanted to think of people and real people um, sincerely when when approaching it, man. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, well, art and music and creativity has also, I think, given you a space to serve, right? Yeah. It's given you the freedom to serve in life. Yeah, yes. And I think that's a, a pretty um, amazing thing about knowing you, is just mm-hmm. knowing your heart to serve. And so, yeah, talk a little bit about how you've connected what you're passionate about to be able to serve others. Yeah, bro. So, uh, one, I, I was talking to, to like a, she's my play sister, but you know, a young lady I knew in Texas and, um, there, she's in town visiting and I love hospitality. I love hosting. I love, it energizes me. I care about it. 
Um, and so she made mention of it, like, oh, look, at, like, this is really you. You love doing this. I'm like, yes, I do. Like, if you if you go to a restaurant I recommend and you hate it, I feel crushed. <laughs> if you go somewhere and you love it, I think it's going to be amazing and you, you enjoy it. Like, I feel so satisfied internally. And so to my core, there's a level of me that already cares and to an extent of what people experience and how they experience it and so forth and so on. But when you take that and you move it into the lane of biblical uh, biblical principles of service, what I started to realize was my my gifting was not for me. Mm. Like it wasn't ever for me. Yeah. Um, the way I view it biblically is um, God gives each of us gifts, like different gifts, and they're not your superpower to stand individually alone, but we lean on one another like push dominoes. So good. Those dominoes fall down one at a time, and when they hit one another, they, they lean on one another, and that's how we're supposed to be. And so when I get into a place where I not just energize to serve, but remind it, this is, this is good for me, I should be doing this. It, it, it then becomes me tag teaming and, and then depending on the people around me in order to serve somebody else. And so as much as I feel the excitement, um, I recognize that excitement is a byproduct. It's not the aim. Yeah. The aim is that this is for somebody else. Mm. And so once I started realizing that, then I wanted to put myself in places where I could serve. So coming here to do my best to serve when I'm here, um, to go around the city in different places, other churches and get involved, or even when I'm with my family, I tell yeah. everybody, um, it's almost like when you're a kid and you go back home, and this is probably more of a tangent than a focus, but it's I think it's related. When I go back home, like this summer, I'm gonna go home and see my mom. Um, I always tell everybody, earn the right to be heard mm. but you you earn that right through service yeah i don't care if you got the truth of all truths if they're not if you're, they don't feel safe with you they're not going to hear you and so i've learned too through service i'm able to earn their trust to be able to love them well yep um so man i, I do value that a lot yeah that's really good i mean as a as an educator one of the things that's always been a mantra for me is kids will not care about what you know until they know that you care that's it, bro. Um, and so always trying to love and serve yeah. the kids in a way that they see oh this person's really for me yeah oh you can tell me anything mm -hmm. right yeah but when a kid doesn't think you're for them you can't tell them anything <laughs> so it works both ways which this is, is the really, lottery numbers these are the lottery numbers yeah. i don't care like, yeah they, which they're is, not listening they're not going to hear what you have to yeah, say man. so that's really good and i appreciate that about your heart and i've seen that in 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 real life and so yeah. it's it's genuine and it's good Um, so we, we're going to land the plane here, yeah. but I'm thinking about, and this is going to be really presumptuous, but I'm thinking about a couple moments. One, uh, nothing I can't do. Yep. So that song like really lit me up. And okay. there were plenty of times when we we're doing this work that I was like, man, I don't, I don't know, you know, but then I'm <laughs> like, know. oh, but T-Dot and Trip and all of them yeah. told me yeah. I can walk on water, you know? Yes. And so then um, I'm just hearing it all repeat, right? And getting gassed up. Right. But then I also think about God Flex. And I, when that came out and I started getting all these text messages, people are like, yo, I heard the shout out to Peace Prep yeah. in God Flex. And so yeah. the question under all of that is, how is peace as a place, um, the school, how's it shaped your art or how's it shaped your view yeah, yeah, yeah. of what's possible with God? Bro. 
So when when I was hearing about when I was living in Texas and I heard about Peace Prep, for me I was like, oh, what a noble thing, you know, just yeah. oh, so cool. That's so noble. That's Such cute. a kind. Yeah, it's it, well, yeah, somewhat. You know, look at them with their little school. That's cool. Yeah. You know, but getting here and I start to take note of the need beyond just math class. It's like that's important, but there's a greater need for the whole of the child to be loved, to be served. And I started to think to myself, this is bigger than um, what we traditionally see in America, especially when you think about the longevity of somebody's life. Mm. And you you think for this kindergartner in 18 years, what they will be. And you're like, what, what a shift, what a worldview, paradigm, life transformation shift in this kid's world when they go from a kid who was down, headed down one path, and now, like I said before, this this North Star, this beacon is here in the community, and they are a part of it. What the trajectory changes to when they are here, it blew my mind just to consider that. And so as an artist, I'm thinking no longer about what I'm facing in the moment, but what could be in the future mm. for individuals who can engage what I'm saying. And so before it was very clear, especially when you are young in the faith and you you, you kind of have a, a tone of a zealot, you're just like, get saved now, yes. change now, come <laughs> yeah. to church now. You know, you've got this attitude about how somebody should be in the moment. And I've learned, man, this is a seed and we're sowing seeds to change the path of somebody's life forever into eternity. Yeah. So that that is evident in this place. Even as I'm I'm walking up to come see you today and I'm looking at the kids like either standing in line for the bathroom or they're in sitting in their seats studying and learning and I'm just like this is a moment and they don't think that way cuz they're kids. Yep. So we have to think that way for them. Fourth grade is just fourth grade. Fifth is coming. Mm -hmm. But what is really coming is 18, graduation. What the heck are you going to do with your life? Yeah. And so, man, to know that that exists in this place, it's it's impacted me a lot. Yeah, that's so good. Well, T-Dot, Ted Anderson. Ted, that's Tadashi, it. That's, that's, that's my English My name. friend, it has been a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> thank you for shaping our imaginations yeah. of God through your art, through your creativity. Uh, if you don't know who Tadashi is, just... Do yourself a favor and go listen to this man's music. Yeah. Uh, it you it will just shape you. It'll change you. Um, it has me. And I think what you've reminded me of and all of us of is that there are dynamics and mediums that God can use um, and God will use them to speak to us. So yeah, thank you for uh, helping us to see that. And for our listeners, look for those people in your life. Look for the people yeah. who help shape your imagination of God by the things they do with their hands or the things that come out of their hearts because they are their seeds planted from their creator. Yeah, and man. therefore, uh, not just for their good, but they're for your good. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Sound of Peace. You can find Tadashi on all social media platforms at Tadashi, T-E-D-A-S-H-I-I. For more information on Peace Prep, you can find that at www.peaceprep.com. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the amazing things that God is doing to shape our imaginations for what's possible.
Finally, if you're enjoying the content, friendly reminder, please subscribe and follow it wherever you listen to podcasts and rate it. If you really, really love it, send it to a friend and invite them on this journey with us. Until next time, friends, peace. Peace.